This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Old Boy, 15 Years of Imprisonment, 5 Days of Vengeance. What? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Hotlanta. And I'm Troy. I've been gone for a few weeks and I didn't know what to say. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. So sometimes you just have to yell out what? 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 But yes. Yeah, I am still alive, despite what Chris has been telling you. Yes. No, I didn't say you were dead. I said I hoped. You were dead. <laughs> That's fine. That's different. You're different. Making yes. dream. Not you. No. no dreams. No, you're right. According to that court order, I guess I shouldn't anymore. <laughs> that was a weird trial. You've been banned from having dreams the rest no of your dreams. life. Yeah. Stupid state of Ohio them. telling me what to do. No dreams, Chris. <laughs> Speaking of Chris, this movie was suggested by Chris. It was. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out if he's any better about recommending movies than Hotlanta is. Brett. Brett, yes. Brett recommends some movies. Yeah. Brett recommends some terrible movies. And Hotlanta sometimes forced to watch them. Brett, but then sometimes Hotlanta was wrecked when he was watching the movie. Brett was. Brett was. And you're right, yeah. And then Hotlanta's like, oh, man, I disagree now. <laughs> what have I gotten myself in? What have my what has my alter ego gotten myself in fairness, into? In fairness, there's been a few movies that I've watched halfway through and then stopped because I thought they would be good for the podcast, and then we finished them and they weren't awesome. Yeah, that's fine. We still watched movies and did the podcast. We've watched a handful. Oh, is my audio recording, Chris? I guess I should ask this since I haven't asked it yet. Oh, has Chris been fucking up one time? Yeah, <laughs> one time recently. Yes. Yes, it's recording. Yeah. Okay, good. It's not just Chris talking to himself for an hour and a half that or so. Bo- it was both of us. Ah. Yeah, talking to yourselves. No one talking to anyone. Yeah. And uh, un- uncharacteristically, I'm going to go ahead and say off the top, if you haven't seen this, don't listen to this yet. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're usually a pretty spoiler pot, spoilery podcast. Don't really care, but if for some reason in the last eighteen years, if you've not watched this movie, you should go watch it and then listen to this episode. Yeah, because this one packs a doozy of a wallop. But don't watch the new one. Oh, it's God, not as no. good. Don't do that. No, it's not as good. That's what I heard after I watched this one. And uh, Hotlanta was the only one of us who had not seen this before, so... That's true. He'll have a special take on it at the end. Yep. Real special. So, Chris, how does this movie start? Uh, From the beginning? Well, Mm. actually, it starts at media res. Yes. It's true. It is true. And, uh... A guy is dangling another guy off of a roof. 
by his necktie. Yeah. And uh, we get to hear the story of how he ended up in this crazy situation. Flashback. It's, I don't know, the 80s, I guess? This is what, 20, well, it was, 2003? It was 15 years before 2003, so 88. Yeah. So it's 1988. I was nine. I was ten. And we'll meet up with... Uh, Ode Sue? Yeah. And uh, he is... He's a bit drunk at the police station. Just a bit. <laughs> he's comically drunk at the police station. He yeah. was trying to pee in the corner. Repeatedly. Yep. Well, I think he put a trash can. He moved the trash can over to the corner to pee into it. Yeah, you know, that's respectable, at least. He was trying to pee into something. Yep. And uh, through his drunken chicanery, we learned that it's his daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. He and, bought her a set of angel wings. Yeah. And uh, his buddy finally shows up to bail him out. And on the way back, he calls his house because he's like late on account of the being drunk at the police station thing. Yep. To wish his daughter a happy birthday to say he'll be home soon. Uh, his buddy wants to wish his daughter a happy birthday because he's, I guess, not going with him. Nope. And uh, he just kind of fucks off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Odesu just disappears. And next thing we know... He has to go pee in more trash cans. Like you do. I mean, we all have a calling. <laughs> and sometimes that calling is to go pee in a trash can. And uh, he's now in some sort of prison hotel yeah yep it's a prison room that looks like a hotel room and he's uh yelling through the hatch at the bottom of the door that they give him the food through at the guy like hey let me out please let me out let me out or i'll murder you it's been like three months yeah what am i getting out of here and uh He's basically cut off from everybody. It's like solitary confinement. Yeah. With a TV. Yeah. And a poster that says, if you smile, the world smiles with you. And if you weep, you weep alone. Yeah. And uh, he periodically is gassed. Yep. And they gas him out one day and steal a cup in his blood. And then his wife is murdered. I'm sorry. Murderly the Erdler. Huh, a rare slip. Yep. And they find his blood and a cup with his fingerprints at the scene, shockingly enough. Yeah. And the only thing that was missing was the family photo album. Mm-hmm. And so now he's a wanted criminal. Just like Chris. And, uh, he sort of kind of starts losing his mind, hallucinating ants inside of him. Yeah, it was like outside of him for a minute, but then there was a lot of ants. Also, he likes to punch his mirror and slash his wrists, and then they knock him out and drag him away and treat him. 
I like that yeah. he was punching that drawing of a man on the wall. Yep. He decided that he was going to be tough enough that when he got out, he was going to get revenge on whoever did this to him. If I ever and he was training to be awesome, I would have to draw a man on the wall to fight. You got to fight something. Yep. You ever woke up in a, some sort of solitary confinement, La Quinta? Yes. <laughs> as long as there's something for me to draw a man on the wall to fight, I'll be fine for however long I have to be there. Also, he is given chopsticks at one point, and there are three chopsticks instead of two. Yeah, and he uh, he uses the and they're metal chopsticks. Yeah, and the bonus chopstick he starts using to try to get through the mortar of the bricks to get out. Yeah, he Rita Hayworths it. Yeah, and it takes years. Yeah, he starts like tattooing his skin for every year. I think like six years in, he starts doing this. So it's like six years in, he gets the uh, he gets the uh, the chopstick. Yeah, because that's what gives him sloppy hope. Sloppy that they would give somebody in solitary confinement like that a metal chopstick. Well, they count them when they come out, so that's why he had a, he. It was a bonus. He had the bonus one he could keep. Right, still, but they, he got the bonus one, so that was sloppy on them. Yeah. Also, he is, they they serve him dumplings, all the lots time. of fried dumplings. Which yeah. I can't imagine getting tired of fried dumplings, but I guess maybe it could happen after fifteen years. I don't know. I could eat pizza every day, three times a day for fifteen years and never get tired of it. But the same exact pizza. Yeah, as long as it's okay enough, I could eat it every day. I would think I could eat a Totino's if I had to eat a Totino's three times a day for 15 years, I could probably do it. Okay. Digression. Do you like the cheapest fucking pizza you can find frozen pizza? You can find the grocery store better than the most expensive frozen pizza you can find at the grocery store. Yes. Eh. Okay. Cause I a hundred percent do. No, some of the like some of the fancy frozen pizzas. I get all kinds of different pizzas. I have a problem with that. Uh, some of the frozen pizzas are some of the expensive ones are good. Some of them are terrible. I like the mid range ones, the, like the oh. seven dollar frozen pizzas. Those are the fucking business. But I also yeah. always have like a four pack of Totino's just to, so I have pizza if I need to have pizza. Which you Micro Short doesn't fryer, sell Totino's so. pizza. Uh, I would probably, the next best up from that for me would be French bread for stocking up on pizza. I do Red Baron. Red Baron's usually what I do for pizza. Red yeah. Baron's all right. It's, I would take a Red Baron over like a DiGiorno or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Any day of the week. Yeah, DiGiorno's all right. If Otherwise, you think DiGiorno crust, is delivery, you're a fool. You are a fool. <laughs> but there's other rising crust, frozen rising crust pizzas that are way better than DiGiorno's. Now, if I'm getting like cheap frozen pizza, if I'm getting frozen pizza, I want like fucking crispy ass crust on the bottom of it. I don't want like soft, chewy, rising crust. Do you guys have Jack's pizza? No. Those okay, that's good. pretty good. Jack's are good. Tombstone, I like. Red Baron, I like. Do you guys have Aldi's? We have a yeah, we have Aldi's here. Uh, Mama Kazi pizzas are pretty good. I might have Mama to try Kazi those. Mama taco pizzas are the fucking business if they have them. I don't know if they have taco pizzas out here because taco pizza is not a thing here, which 
they don't blows my fucking mind. They don't have them at ours all the time, but when they do, I stock up on them fuckers. Because my wife, like, my wife is like pizzas. the idea of taco pizza just freaks me out. Like she she doesn't understand taco pizza at all. That must be a Midwest thing, I guess. Start looking at your. I think it is. If they have them. If they have Mama Kazi's taco pizzas, that's that's where it's at right there. Yeah. No, I just had to digress there because you said Totino's, and I would just I, could I had do a recently whole, bought some. I could do four different podcasts at the same time about pizza. I have a problem. <laughs> I really, really like fucking pizza, and have tried pretty much all the pizzas that you can think of. Number one delivery Which, pizza, hands down, is Jets Pizza. Is the best shit ever. I don't know if that's you guys have that over there or not. I don't know how far no. out Jets goes, but Jets is pretty good. I always liked Gumby's when I was in college. Dude, you can buy it by the slice, and the whole thing is it's all it's four corners, but it's a slice. Like it's it's hmm. perfect. You just get this massive slice of made right now deep dish. Yep. You can just walk in and get one and fucking walk the fuck out and you have a tiny badass pizza for five bucks. <laughs> It'll kick anyone's ass. Jets is the best. Anyway. So anyway, dumplings. Dumplings. Yeah. The pizza. Lots of dumplings. And over the next ten years... I'm gonna get a pizza on the way home. He, uh... From Chet's. Freeze himself. No, I don't have one by the house now. Is there one near Chris's house? No. no. Uh, I was like, you could have it delivered to Chris's house and then you leave. <laughs> <with it. laughs> Last thing I'll say, when I lived in Mason, I lived like a half a mile away from the Jets and it was, I ate that shit like five days a week. I just, I just try to imagine the delivery driver when he, he drives up, he pulls up, gets out, brings the pizza to the front door, knocks, you thank him, you tip him, you grab the pizzas and just walk to your car with them. <laughs> yeah. I would come out and start yelling about it just to make a scene because it would be funny. <laughs> Did you just give that guy my fucking pizza? It's my pizza. You just let him walk off? It came from, he came from inside the house. He was See, not in my house, sir. <laughs> I believe I know who's in my home, sir. I was briefly. <laughs> Yes, I'm Chris Pizza. Uh, Give me that. My name is Chris Pizza. <laughs> I will accept that. See ya. I'm the legitimate inhabitant of this domicile. <laughs> Look at my keys. I have them, right? I got keys. You know it's my house. The address contains numbers. We all know this. <laughs> it either ends in street or road or boulevard, avenue, something like that. Just the pizza guy showed up, me opened the door, going, yeah, yeah, I'm the guy. It'd probably kind of send this pizza guy into a bit of a spiral, but I bet I would still get the pizza. <laughs> now I want you guys to do that. I'm going to steal your food. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he spends the next like nine years. And they have a little montage where I'm like, oh, I remember where I was when that happened, and I remember where I was when that happened. Like, when I heard about Princess Diana dying in the car crash, I was... I we had just gotten back from my grandparents' fiftieth anniversary party. I was in the living room. I was probably alive. <laughs> Chris was probably <laughs> alive. And then you know, nine eleven. I was driving to work. I was asleep and was woken up by this guy named Mike Stiver telling me that we were quote under attack. 
and I freaked the fuck out because I didn't know what was happening. He just kept yelling that we were under attack. No, I was driving to work, and like Ben Folds was in studio performing for on the radio station, and then they cut to commercial, and then they come back, and Ben Folds was no longer on the radio. It was they were talking about the plane that just hit oh, the man. the World Trade Center. If they cut out the Ben Folds, it must have been big news. Yeah, I was at Walmart. Did they announce it over the loudspeaker? No, it was just a bunch of people staring at TVs when I walked in. And I was like, huh, what's going on over here on these television sets? And I said, oh. Yeah, if you see like four people staring at the same thing, there's a good chance you should go stare at it too. (laughs) That's the rule I live by. (laughs) There's enough other people staring at it. It's got to be worth staring at. I mean, who gets their news from the television anymore? It was a different time back then, Troy. Yeah. No, that's 20 years ago, yeah. We could only get our news from Walmart. It was our only source. Uh, yeah. It was the style <laughs> at the time. If you wanted to watch TV, you gotta go yeah. to Walmart. Hey, it's 7 o'clock, kids. Let's go to Walmart. I gotta watch my shows. You drag some fucking chairs over from Lawn and Garden and settle up with the family. Watch 16 TVs all at once. It's time for my stories. <laughs> Your stories are just a TV demo, but it's fine. <laughs> I really like the part where it's a canyon. (laughs) (laughs) Or where the hummingbird drinks from the flower. Look at all them colors. What is going on? Yeah, what is going on? Uh, Odesu is uh, escaping. Well, he's getting ready to escape. Yeah. He finally uh, made his way through the interior wall, got to the exterior wall, got a brick out of it, and he's like, sweet, I'll be out of here in like a month. So you're saying he got another brick out of the wall? Yeah. All in all. Okay. And uh, just as he's celebrating, the gas shows up. And, uh... You know what they say, gas always ends celebrations. And some lady comes in and, uh... Hits, him, hits him with some hypnotism. Yep. Hipsonism. And then he wakes up on the roof, which is where we started. Yes, but the roof is grassed, which is cool. Yeah. And uh, he, he pops out of a suitcase. He sure did. Yeah, because the way they shoot it, it looks like it's a tiny suitcase. And then it starts rattling around, and then he opens it up, and it's like man-sized. Like yeah. it's like a trunk. And that's where he meets the guy from the beginning who is going to throw himself off the roof for unspecified reasons. Oh, he wants to, he's going to tell, but no, not, well, not intentionally unspecified because the guy, because, you know, they Sue saves him and they sit down. He's like, here, let me tell you my story about why I was going to jump. And then no Sue just stands up and walks off. Yeah. He's just like, cool, cool. <laughs> Cause he's like, is that a human? Well, first when he sees him, he's like, is that a human being? <laughs> Yeah, on account he hasn't seen another person for like 15 years. Oh, that was yeah. fun. He had to smell his head for about 10 minutes. Yeah, like very uncomfortably, like, sniffed the guy. <laughs> and, uh, Desu now speaks like a television program. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny. Well, he also, he gets into an elevator with this lady, and he's like, 
plastered against the wall in the, in the corner because he's like freaked out about the elevator moving. And the and he's like, and I'm in here with a female human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, this dude is weird. And uh, he was tripping. He gets mm-hmm. he goes to leave for the sunglasses. building. He swipes for sunglasses. Though. Yeah, on account of he, his eyes are real fucked up because he hasn't seen the sun in 15 years. Yeah. And then uh, our boy from the roof makes good on his uh, goal. Yep, and he hits the car next to him. <laughs> Kablamo! And uh, he uh, walks off. realizes at this point that he is free, but he's also a wanted criminal, you know, from the, the murder. Murder leader, leader Chris. And uh, he sees some local street toughs, decides to see if all of this uh, training he's done. One, one of them has a cigarette. He's like, dude, I haven't smoked in 15 years. And he just walks up and, like, grabs the cigarette out of the street tough's mouth and starts smoking it. Yeah. And of course, the guy like pushes him down, and he just lays there, still smoking it because he has not known the sweet, sweet taste of nicotine for fifteen years. I assume nicotine is sweet. I've never actually smoked. Savory. It's very sugary. <laughs> and uh, he decides to see if all this trading he did really works, or if it's just a bunch of shit he convinced himself of. Yeah. And it uh, turns out that uh, fucking works. He whooped all them fuckers. And he learned a new curse word. Yeah, depending on the subtitles you have. <laughs> yes. The ones I had said dick shit. He's like, oh, they don't teach you curse words on TV. And that's the one that we're going to go with. Yep. So uh, he heads off to a restaurant. Where, where, ha- uh, has live fish in the window. And a homeless guy shows up. Gives him a wallet. And a flip phone. Yep. And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> no the, questions. I'm See ya. Just for you, I guess. Bye. Oh, oh, and can we mention how fucking dry Odesu's wig is? It's very dry. Yeah, like that, that wig needs some conditioner. Like it is like frizzing out. He needs a good wig, wig rub down. Yeah. A wig down. Yes, that's what's called a wig down. Come on, Chris, get your wig down. I try to, but... (laughs) That sounds appalling. So he he heads in the restaurant, because now he's got fat stacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, he recognizes the the sushi chef. Lady, yes. The television. She was on, like, Iron Chef or whatever, basically. And so he wants uh, something to eat, but it has to be alive. That's his only requirement. And she's like, yep. yeah, cool. And they make some sexist comment about how women's hands are too warm to make sushi. Yeah. Because that was important, I guess. And, uh, the f- his his mystery phone rings, and it's uh and, the the guy who imprisoned him. Yep. Ask him how his clothes are. Have he likes his clothes? 
Yeah. And he starts rattling off like a bunch of names of people he thinks, because he he made a like a prison diary of all the people he thinks he might have wronged over the his life who might have done this to him. Yeah, and the guy's like, nope, nope, not that one. Still not it. Nope, not getting it. Nope, still, still, nope. Uh, nope. Colder, colder. And uh, he gives him some cryptic uh, shit. But uh, like a grain of sand sinks as quickly as a rock, or something like that. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I think a rock would sink faster than a grain of sand. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not right, but I don't think you're not right. I mean, you factor in like water resistance and stuff, maybe, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the only reason in a vacuum. They would, they yeah, would fall at the same speed. They would fall at the exact same rate, yes. You're in a vacuum. That explains my lack of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Old no oxygen Chris, they all But how, how can we hear Chris if he's in a vacuum, though? He yells really loud. That's not <laughs> yes, how vacuums work. Well, sure it is. <laughs> Welcome to physics class with Hotlanta. Physics class princess. Vacuums are fine. Just yell real loud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. Scream right at your Dyson. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you that at the stores. They tell you it's not fine. <laughs> our, our, our vacuum machines are very temperamental. Do not yell at them. They're easily offended. I yell at my yeah. vacuum all the time. <laughs> I'm glad to know that I'm not alone. So, uh... Desu was like, that was a weird phone call. Let me eat this live fucking... Octopus. Yeah. And then he really does eat a live octopus, and it's fucking wild. It was great. Yeah, It's like curling its tentacle around his nose and chin. Trying to knock it eight. Yep. Oh, and they both seemed to... They both thought each other looked familiar. Yeah. The female sushi chef and Desu. And he gets himself a face full of octopus and then just falls out. Well, yeah, she like touches his hand and to show him how cold her hands are so that she can make sushi and then he passes out. And uh, he comes to and now he's at uh, her apartment. Yep. Mito? Yeah. Or Iron Chef. You can call her Iron Chef too if you want, Chris. And she's reading his uh, secret prison diaries, which he doesn't care for. No, he snatches them fuckers up. Yep. And uh, she goes to the bathroom and tells him not to do anything weird, so he immediately does something weird. <laughs> he tries to run in and like kiss her while she's pooping. I don't know, man. That was wild. <laughs> I have never tried to kiss my wife while she was pooping. But I guess that's how you know if you have true love or not. If you can run in on somebody when they're pooping and give them a big old mouth kiss and they don't, you know, kill you or leave, then I'd say you you found the one. That's one way to figure it out. Yeah. I would find it more weird if my wife did not immediately (laughs) tell me to fuck all the way off if I did that. If her first response was, what the fuck is even wrong with you? Why did you, what the fuck, get out? <laughs> then Chris is like, you're the one for me. Yeah. 
the way you responded in a totally reasonable fashion to this makes me know. <laughs> I don't but know. She, but she, like, pushes him off, and then he's like, oh, fuck, I fucked up, and ran, runs, like, back into the other room. She was not into getting a kiss while she was pooping. Yeah. Nope. But she lets him know that, you know, she's into him, but not yet. Right, and she'll she was... sing the fancy song, the special song from his notebook when it's go time. Yep. His boner song that he wrote in his notebook. Yeah. And even if he says, uh, and even if she says no, he should just keep going. Yeah. Which, weird, but whatever. I mean, I'm not here to kink shame anybody, whatever your bag is. Yeah. And uh, he decides to enlist her help in trying to figure out what happened to his uh, daughter. Yes. And uh, she's posing as like a reporter. They finally get a lead that she has been adopted and moved to like Sweden or something. Yeah, Stockholm, Sweden. And the lady at the clock shop, I think, is what it was. Like, yeah, or says or that her, her Korean's gotten kind of bad over the years too. But yeah. she does call occasionally. And he's uh, back at her place, and she's on the the computer chatting away. And meets up with uh, the captor guy from the phone. Yeah. And he says something about the Count of, the ass of the Count of Monte Cristo is there. And she's like, there's no one here called that. And then Daisy's like, wait, I know this story. That's me. Yeah. Chris and I talked about sandwiches for five minutes after that scene. It's true. Now, I, I believe the Monte Cristo is the sandwich that everyone has a different idea of what it should be. Chris and I had wildly different ideas of what a Monte Cristo was, so yeah. But I've also heard of his. I don't. I don't think I've ever even. I have no idea what a Monte Cristo is, but it was I know I've. I know people have told me different things at different times. This one was like a ham and turkey sandwich with Swiss cheese that was then battered and fried, and it was like basically like funnel cakey on the outside. Weird. And then you dipped it in raspberry jam. <laughs> and Hot Lanta, what was the version you know of? Egg, ham, and Swiss, basically on French toast. And you'd eat it like a sandwich. Okay. I thought it was like a hot, like a panini type sandwich, but or hot sandwich, but I don't know what goes in it. I keep wanting to say it like the ingredients for a medianoche, but that's a medianoche, not a Monte Cristo. It's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he starts chatting with the dude, and the guy says something cryptic. Yeah. Something and then, cryptic. and he freaks out a little bit, and uh, Daisu freaks out because like this girl's been talking to this guy for a while now. So how can how can he trust her? Yeah, but regardless, he, uh, regardless. regardless. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're on that boat with me. But he does, uh, the only thing he can think to do to try to get closer to what's going on. And that's to try to hunt down the dumplings. Cause 
one of the dumplings had like a wrapper in it or something. He ate a piece of sticker. Or it had like part of the the tag, like the the, you know the the takeout receipt. Yeah, the takeover order order receipt thing. And it said Blue Dragon. Yes. So he uh, grabs the phone book, which was a thing in 2003. Mm Mm-hmm. And he starts checking out all of the Blue Dragon restaurants that he can find. And trying all of their dumplings, because he's intimately familiar with these dumplings. Yeah. After, you know, 15 years of them. Yep. All dumplings, all the time. And, uh, you know, they go through a bunch of them. You can't seem to find it. At first. He pukes in the back alley a couple times to clear his, you know, to boot and rally. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah. But he finally finds the right one. Because he realizes is Blue Dragon's only part of the name. Yeah. Uh, and there's the Violet Blue Dragon. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, he starts following one of the delivery guys who's taking a delivery to like the opposite v- side of town. Via scooter. Yeah. And this guy's on foot and somehow keeps up with the, with the uh, scooter all the way across town. <laughs> he can walk 40 miles per hour for some reason. <laughs> Well, now, in fairness, when he finally catches up with the scooter guy, he just looks like he's dying. Yeah. Yeah, trying to keep up with the scooter on foot would be rather taxing. And uh, he follows the scooter guy up, finally finds where he was uh, locked up for all those years. And you have to do it by hitting the 7th and 8th floor button at the same time, because it's really on floor 7.5. Yeah, because that's how buildings and elevators work. Darn tootin'. Yes. So he he makes his way up to the boss, I guess, of the facility, the warden. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? We're going to have a little chat. And by chat, I mean I'm going to remove your teeth with a fucking claw end of a (laughs) hammer. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. One for every year I was locked up. Fifteen teeth, yep. and it's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, it was yeah. Wild. I mean, they don't they don't like literally show the teeth being removed, but they cut like right before, and yep. you're just like, oh god. I made myself watch it. I, I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god, ah! the whole time. Yeah, and I mean, he's I got liked like it. the dude duct tape with his mouth open, and it's fucking, it's hardcore. It was death yeah. metal, dude. It was pretty pretty brutal. So he, uh, you know, removes some teeth. The guy's like, I got a tape from the original order, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he snags the tape. And, and then uh, he has to make his way out. Yeah. And we get my number one favorite hallway fight ever. Yeah. Before we started watching this, Chris told me this had his favorite or one of his favorite action sequences. And about halfway through, I was like, hey, is this it? He's like, yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Because he's taking on like 13 guys with just a hammer. He was fighting them on both sides, just like 
And he was like picking people up and using them as human shields and just knocking down piles of people. Yeah, and it's very it's good and like they only come at him a couple at a time. Then, so like uh, he can kinda manage for most of it, but then they get him down sometimes it's just start kicking the shit out of him. I like when that big old boy with no shirt on came out of nowhere. And he <laughs> kinda put him down like he was nothing at first. He kept coming yep. back for more, but eventually he got yeah. stabbed in the back throughout the whole thing too. But he just kept fighting. Yep. Yeah. I like when he smashed the guy's foot. Yeah, that was pretty great. That's a good defensive move. If you can't get up, smash him in the foot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's brutal. And like everyone by the end of it is just like fucking wrecked. If you smash Even him. your foot enough, I'm sure they'll prefer you to be standing. Hell, they'll probably help you up eventually. Yeah. And then the he gets to finally gets to the elevator. The elevator opens and there's like six fucking dudes in there with like wooden two by fours. Yeah. And then they cut to the ground floor. Yeah. And the elevator opens and they just kind of fall out. They let the bodies hit the floor. I heard that for the first time in the longest time uh, last weekend. Sorry to hear that. Chris loves that song. It's his alarm clock every day. His anthem really. You get one drowning pool tattoo, and all of a sudden, it's your fucking anthem. He has with the bodies to the floor tattooed across his forehead in Old English. Yeah. Chris Fact. I have the entire <laughs> lyrics down my left leg. Yep. No, they're down his spine. <laughs> That's what Riley Reed did, right? That's what those Chinese characters down her spine are. She says, let the bodies hit the floor over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. Except for the last one. <laughs> he died like ages ago. Chris has 27 drowning pool tattoos. <laughs> yeah, but they're all on top of each other, so it's really hard to make it all out. <laughs> and they just rotate them like 20 degrees each time. I don't time. care if you can't tell what it is. I want another one. Sir, this is just going to be a giant Shut black up. spot. <laughs> make the spot worse. Do it. Does the spot radiate <laughs> drowning pool energy? Because that's really my primary the concern. Body the floor. <laughs> Calls himself Drowning Chris. Not Pool Chris. No, not Chris Pool or Pool Chris, but Drowning Chris. Yeah. My name is Chris, but my friends call me Drowning Chris. Okay, Drowning yes. Chris. Sir, for the last time, this is a Wendy's. Nobody cares. <laughs> Take your chili and leave. <laughs> this is the drive-through, sir. Anyway, so, huh. so Desu wanders out of the building. Um, he's not in great shape, you know, because uh, he got beat up and stabbed. Yep, he didn't get beat up. He fought twenty people. Uh, yeah, I still got beat up. If he would have got though. beat up, he wouldn't be walking outside, fool. So he got gangbanged. Yeah, he got gangbanged instead. That's what happened. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be able to walk after being gangbanged by 20 guys. Sure said it. I'm just going <laughs> along with it. And uh, he falls out in the crosswalk, and a good Samaritan scoops him up. Didn't gangbang him or nothing? Nope. Nope. Because there was only one of them. Yeah. The one-man gangbang. <laughs> That's the wrestler. That's Chris's nickname. That's Chris's middle name. Aloysius, the one-man gangbang. Drowning Chris, Aloysius, Christabel, 
the one man gangbang Excelsior. <laughs> Esquire. Esquire the third. <laughs> and they put him in a car to to take him back to send him back to uh to Iron Chef. Yeah, but then he's exactly but then the he address. says Hmm? He knows the exact address. Yeah. And then says something creepy about like the the whole like he basically implying that he he uh oh, he calls he even calls him Desu as well to yeah. imply that he he knows more of what's got what's going on than he should. And uh Mito nurses him back to health again. And then he goes to meet his buddy from back in the day, the one what bailed him out. Yes. At his uh, internet cafe. Well, they listen to the tape, too. Yeah. And, uh... They get online and find this evergreen guy. Paris? And, uh... He congratulates Desu for... Figuring out that much. And uh, lets him know that the... The case has been dropped and his wife's murder. So there's one less thing to worry about, at least. Yay! No more murder charges. Murder the earther charges. I'm so sorry. I feel like such a Chris. And then he, uh... (laughs) I'm sorry. Then the evergreen guy talks some more shit. I deserved it that time. Oh, because, like, don't they... Foolish decision that I made. They have him meet at his old... Where he used to live, right? Like where his wife was killed? Like where his wife was living? His old living place. No. No. Okay. I don't think so. Oh, I thought that's where they had them meet. Because like you're talking face to face, right? With uh, No, they're just talking it, online still. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. And uh, he decides that uh, Mito has got something to do with all this. So he heads back to her place. And uh, ties her up, and is trying to extract information. Where then his phone rings, and uh, Evergreen's like, mm, "I don't know, dude. Might be barking up the wrong tree, but maybe you come over here to where I am." Yes, that's it. And he's uh, he's just like across the street in the an apartment they were using to watch him. Oh, okay. And uh, this is where they meet face-to-face for the first time. He doesn't recognize the guy. Yeah. And it's Evergreen and Mr. Han. Yeah. So they're like two-thirds of in Lincoln Park at that point. And, uh... Jesus like, well, I guess I'm just gonna murder you now, because fuck you. Murderly Erdler you now. Dang, you've been messing up all over the place tonight. And Evergreen's like, well, funny story. I have a remote stop pacemaker. Yep. So you can't torture me because I can just end it whenever I want to. That's a thing people have. Yeah. And then he lets him know that, you that know, if you if he kills him, then he's never going to find out why he was imprisoned. Yeah. And that's what that's actually more important to him than vengeance and he knows it because he's been watching him for 15 years yeah and that uh 
basically. And he's like, the funny thing about vengeance is it's good for the soul, but then what do you do after you get it? Yeah. Also, you think you should have left her tied up like that and just stormed off? That seems with the door, with the door wide open, with the door unlocked. I mean, what could possibly bad thing could be happening to her? Yeah, and he lets him know that he's got five days to get the shit worked out. Yeah, July 5th. Or everybody's dying. Yeah, all the women he loves. Yep. So he runs back to uh, Mito's house and turns out uh, not going well for her. Nope, the dude who runs the hotel prison or prison hotel, whatever it's called, uh, is there with his goons. A lot of which have bandages and braces and crutches and such, which I thought was a really good fucking touch. Yeah. And uh, he he's going to take the teeth back out of uh, Desu. But he gets a call and Mr. Han shows up with a shit ton of money. And he's like, oh, wait, now I'm good with the teeth thing, man. Like, we're square. Yeah. And, but uh, Desu yells after him that since he touched Mito, he's going to cut off that dude's hand. Yeah. And uh, finally, Desu can trust Mito. Uh, they decide to get the hell out of there and go to uh, a hotel, you know, because that place is obviously compromised. Well, did they figure out about the bug yet? No. No, okay. So he, gotcha. uh, she starts singing the, the do it song. Yeah. While they're driving there. Yeah. Cause she's like, she's like, he said that he would kill everyone you love and he was going to kill me. Does that mean you love me? Yeah. And then she sings the song and then they do it. In like the weirdest dialogue possible with it. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, because she's like, "Stick it in me." Am I doing this right? I just want to make you happy. Like, it's very like, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's it. It did not age well. No, it's weird. It, maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. I'm not Korean. No, but it kind of creeped me out a little bit. I was like. She's not concerned about herself or her enjoyment at all. It's just him completely. And I'm like, well, I guess, but, mm. and he's like, yep, you're going, just going fine. Yeah. So, uh, as they're basking in the afterglow, uh, gas shows up. Yep. And by gas, we mean literal gas, not some dude named gas that Chris couldn't remember the name of and called him gas. It'd be cooler if there yeah. was a guy named gas. Hello, my name is gas. <laughs> <laughs> Mama said, "Knock you out." And uh, gas was LL Cool J the whole time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they pull off his mask, and they're all LL Cool J. <laughs> and then he challenged them to a lip sync battle. And uh, Mister uh, Mister Han and uh, Evergreen show up, and are generally weird and leave him a little present for when yep. they come to the next day. The purple box. Yep. And it's, uh, it's old dude's hand. Yeah. Jail dude's hand. 
Because you know what, Evergreen, he's he's not without uh considerate bones in his body. Well, I also wonder if he did it to kind of like fuck with like, look, you can't even get vengeance about that. Yeah. Because I did it. You didn't. And this is when he's like, huh. They seem to know everything, where we are. I gotta be bugged. So that's when they head to the mall, mall. to the bug finder shop. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like some dude who sells like spy cameras you put in teddy bears and stuff. Oh, the, the weird creeper store. Yeah. And it turns out he is definitely bugged. Yeah, he's got a bug in his this heel of his shoe, which when he's walking around has to make it really hard to hear what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you for the sound effects, Hollanta. Yeah, that was Chris. No, it was you. That was Chris. They, you whacked the mic stand. <laughs> oh, well, and my the, well, the keyboard. The keyboard on the mic stand, or next to the mic stand. Yes. The keyboard on the stool next to the lighters near the mic stand. Where's the chimera? Or the manticore? The I'm sorry, the manticore. Right there. He's over. He's, he's with, off to the side. He watches he us. He hangs out with the space okay. heater and chair. Because the mic used to go into the manticore. Yes. It did. It still has the old piece on top of it. <laughs> the old mic piece. <laughs> and now it just sits next to Flea Market well, Horror all- Movie Picture and Bootleg Aqua Teen Hunger Force t shirt. Nice. And it's probably full of spiders. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> full of spiders by now. Everything down here is full of spiders. <laughs> Especially the couch. Yep. It's not it's not stuffing in there anymore, guys. It's all spiders. That's why it moves around so much. It's nice. It's like one of those uh massage chairs, but it's spiders. It is not nice. <laughs> I just thousands of tiny legs prodding at you, massaging you. Every crevice. Crevasse. <laughs> oh, Chris, I just realized you didn't do the thing we talked about. With Hotlanta returning. That's true. I did not. Next week. Next yeah. week. It's fine. Don't worry about uh, it. You won't remember anyway. Hell no. <laughs> I already forgot. So, uh, now that we've been debugged, Desu heads back to his buddy at the internet cafe. And they, uh, they start looking at evergreen stuff, trying to figure out what the connection to the evergreen thing is. Well, and by they, you mean the girl is online searching and they're just shooting the shit behind her and she starts reading off like search results. Yeah. And until they get to the evergreen boys club for some school. Yeah. And apparently that was the school that Desu went to for a while and that his best friend went to all through high school. Yeah. Because they, they sort of moved to Seoul at some point. We'll find out a little, little bit later. And uh, so he's like, we have a clue. Yeah. And it's the school that he went to originally. Yes. Yes. So uh, he heads there. Mido something something. She goes with him, I thought. I don't recall. I think they do. 
She does. But his buddy stays behind to keep looking for information. Yeah. And, like, his buddy at this point is basically uh, Wayne Knight from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. And Seinfeld. Yes. But he's got, like, the Hawaiian shirt and everything, like, and he's, like, overweight and kind of slobby. And uh, I remember at the school, they find uh, some old yearbooks they're going through trying to find pictures so they can see if it's the guy. And his buddy remembers that his sister killed herself back in the day. Yeah, like they find it and they're like, oh, like there's a girl there who must have died because they can't find a picture of her anywhere. And they ask uh, the best friend about it. He's like, oh, yeah, she killed herself like at the dam. Like, I heard she was a real slut, blah, blah, blah. And like, well, who was her boyfriend? It's like, I don't remember. Yeah. And, uh, but then it turns out that Mr. Evergreen is sitting on the other side of the computers from his best friend and hears this guy talking all this trash about his sister and takes a CD out of the computer, snaps it in half, and then stabs him to death with it. Yeah. And then taunts them, saying, you know, you shouldn't have done, got rid of the bug because this wouldn't have happened. Now your boy died. Yeah, because now I had to come all the way down here to see what was up. And my sister wasn't a whore. Yeah. I have to make that very clear. Yes. So, Desu now is like, okay, so this is, I'm on the right track. He gets a hold of uh, the the prison manager guy. Yeah. And uh, gives him his ring back. Like, hey man, sorry about the hand. And, or did he say, talk to the hand? No, he does not. Oh. <laughs> He's like, sorry, it's a little uh, decomposed now, so... But you gotta talk oh. to it. But here's the ring. And the guy's like, that's fine, like, they cut off my fucking hand. Like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. It's all good. So and look, he, we got new TVs. Yeah. So he agrees to keep Mito there, to keep her safe. But Mito doesn't agree to stay there, but it doesn't matter because it's a prison hotel. Yeah, turns out that's kind of what it's for. Yeah. Keeping you there against your will. And he's like, if I don't come back in like three days, let her out. And uh, he also gets the information that on more than one occasion that hypnotist lady showed up and they were under orders to drug him with hypnotism drugs. Yeah. Sodium you know, barbate or something. Yeah. And uh, he hunts down one of the other people from the school. Oh, because there was a, um, in the yearbook, there was an ad for a salon. Yeah. So he hunts her down. And, uh, and I mean, like, folded up and placed into the yearbook, not like a yearbook ad. Yeah, like in a purple envelope. Yeah. As to say, this is a clue. Yes. And uh, she's getting... He's trying to get the info from her. She doesn't really remember. She calls one of her buddies. And then her buddy was like, I don't know why the fuck he's asking you because he should know he's he's the one who started the thing. 
And he's like, what? Yeah. And then we have a, and then he, so he heads back. So we start having a flashback as he heads back to the school. Yeah. And, uh, he starts remembering meeting a girl. They talked a little bit because he was getting ready to leave for Seoul. And he was flirting with her. Yeah. And he did this like really bad parallel bar routine. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. Better than I could do. Yeah, probably, but still wasn't very. I mean, he didn't like get his legs above the bars at any point. He just slid. He just slid backwards and forwards on them. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to make it to the Olympics or anything, but he was trying. Yeah. And uh, he he's like writing some message, like "See you later, fuckheads," to his class on the chalkboard. Yeah. Uh, sees a guy running around, so he decides to follow him. Yep. This is in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he follows him to like some classroom with a busted window that he's peeking through. Mm-hmm. And he sees and the, the girl cute... from earlier. Yeah. yeah, the cute girl's in there, and the other guy's got a camera. It turns out he's her brother. Yeah. And they start doing sexy things. Well, he like like wants to get a picture up her skirt, and then he starts like unbuttoning her shirt but then she starts unbuttoning her shirt and then presumably they just go to pound town there where they were going to but then oh yeah she's they were going to play hide the salami she's doing some weird mirror thing play mirror play i guess that's the thing we maybe just invented it but rule 34 chris fair enough so she catches him in the mirror spying on him and he uh, freaks out and runs off, but does tell his buddy as he's moving what he saw. Yeah. But at this point, Desu doesn't realize that they're siblings. Oh, okay. He just thought it was some girl. And that girl and some guy, yeah. Yeah. And leaves to Seoul, but the rumor swirls around. And eventually, and then it like, and eventually it gets to the, oh, yeah. So, but then he he ends up. How does he end up meeting the guy? Because at this point he's, well, he, he's gonna. He sees it and then runs off and heads home to finish packing for the move. And that's when he tells his buddy who's helping him move. No, no, no. So, but when does? But now at this point, Daisu's going to meet up with this guy, right? No. Well, yeah. So he figures out that 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 was a whole, you know, thing. That's what this this whole deal was was the weird, yeah, incest suicide thing. Yeah. So if he figures out where her where the brother lives, yeah. And, and he then, lives in some big tower, which it's, he figures out with a combination of, like, Bible verses. Because you think he could have just, like, looked it up yeah, in the phone book or something, but hey. And uh, he meets up with them, Mr. Han and Evergreen in the elevator. And he's like, were you fucking your sister? 
And Evergreen's like, oh, let's go upstairs and talk about it. And they go upstairs. And he's like, were you fucking your sister, though? Like, uh, <laughs> and, let's uh, get this straight. He kills a couple of his, like, henchman guard guys. Accuses uh, Evergreen of, like, using hypnosis to remove his memories to make him play this little game or whatever. Yeah. And Evergreen's like, no, dude, you just forgot because, like, this didn't mean anything to you. Yeah, for you it was Tuesday. For me it was, like, the worst day of my life. Yeah, a sick sick Street Fighter the movie pull. Yep. (laughs) And uh, the story he tells is how his sister freaked out, had some sort of psychosomatic pregnancy. Yeah. Couldn't stand the idea of it all. Psychosomatic addict insane. Yes. But it wasn't a psychosocial one, though. Do, 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 do. And then he, uh... Psychosocial. You know... <laughs> psychosocial. And that that's what led to the, the suicide. Yeah. And he's like, uh... But, uh, you know... Um... So that's what this was... This was what this was. This was all for this, huh? Yep. And he's like, oh, here, I have this neat green laser pointer. Let me point it around the room until I point it at another purple box. Yeah. And he opens up the box. He sure does. Yep. <laughs> and what's in the box, Hotlanta? What's in the what's box? What's in the box? Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> Kidding! <laughs> um, it was the photo album that was missing from the uh, the murder scene. The murder the Erdler scene. Murder damn. I feel like such a Chris today. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. And and but what's in the album? Pictures. You Pictures of you? No. Pictures of a young Korean girl. And then you can and see the- like pictures of her with her dad. And then like, you know, older pictures and stuff. And then you look at Chris and you go, is what I think happening is happening? And it was. Yup. Because the older, older pictures are pictures of Mito. It's true. You put two and two together, and you have four. And there was also this part in the movie about where they imprisoned this guy for 15 years, and you know, to make him bang his daughter. And that's when Evergreen lays out the whole thing. It wasn't just him that was hypnotized. It was also Mito. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was an elaborate setup to get them to do just what they did. Yes. Uh, the phone... Uh... Phone rings. Well, no. First, Daisu flips out. Understandably. Yes. And uh, him and Mr. Han get into it. Yeah, and it, that mostly involves Mr. Han throwing him around the room. Into glass things. Into glass things and breaking them. But he finally gets the upper hand because uh, 
Evergreen just comes up and shoots Mr. Wong because he's fucking up the whole thing now. Yeah. Like, like he's getting ready to kill Daisu, and he's like, I don't want Daisu dead yet, so I'm going to have to kill you instead. And he can't hear him because Daisu stuck scissors in his ears. Yeah. And uh, Evergreen's like, it's a funny story. Turns out, prison, prison manager boss guy, yeah, turns out, you can cut a guy's hand off if you're giving him an entire building. Yeah. Turn. Apparently that's what billions are worth these days is one hand. Not even an arm and a leg, just a hand. Yeah. And uh, the phone r- <coughs> rings. And Mito's like, on the other end, freaking out. Like, hey man, uh, they just brought me this big purple box. And they're telling me to open it. Yeah, and Daisu's like, no, 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 He's not like, that. Nah, dog. Of all the things you could do, that is not one that should be on the top of your list. Yes, please do not open the purple box. And he goes from uh, trying to kill him to just begging him. Yeah, like down on his knees, like face down, prostrated, like begging him not to let her open the box. Yeah. Goes so far as to cut his own tongue out so he can never say another bad thing about anything ever. Or offering to. And uh, as all this is happening, Evergreen at first looks like he's uh, lost his his nerve, but it turns out he was just laughing. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he he just doesn't... uh, He's like, well, I did my part, Evergreen. So uh, I'm just going to shoot both of us now. But then he's like, nah, I'm going to let you just sit on that. His uh, remote control to his pacemaker drops out as he's walking to the elevator to leave him. Yeah, but he does tell, he tells jail guide not to, uh, Evergreen tells jail guide not to let her open the box. Yeah. And uh, Desu grabs the pacemaker control and when he hits it, instead of it uh, shutting off the pacemaker... It just blares the uh, audio from their fornication. Canoodling. Over yeah. the goddamn PA, which is just fucking the worst. Vicious. <laughs> yep. It was fucked. And then uh, Evergreen goes down the elevator, remembers the, the whole incident with his sister and how he tried to save her, but... She just but she was de- and it was and they were kind of in the same position that the guys were at the beginning with the guy holding he was holding the guy by the tie to keep him from falling. Yeah. It was, you know, they they mirrored that scene for this scene. And uh Yeah. He, she goes she goes down. And he uh he just takes himself out. He got his revenge. Yep. He had nothing else. That was all he wanted. So, bam. And then, and then to... Desu makes a phone call. Yep. And he calls up uh, the hypnotist lady. 
And she meets him out in some field somewhere. And he's like, okay. I want you to make me not remember any of this. And, that, and she uh, says... What does she say? I don't remember exactly, because at this point it was like midnight when I was watching this and I was very tired. <laughs> but I think she basically she does it, right? Yeah. They say something about like taking the monster and things like that, but I think basically she's just, she does it. Yeah, and she hypnotizes him. She wanders off. Mito shows up. And she's like, oh no, I can't believe all this. I love you. Like, let's get the hell out of here. And at first he looks happy, but then his smile kind of fades. And he don't look so happy no more. But then he does the the weird grin he does when he thinks of the, if you smile, with, if you smile the world smiles with you poster. Yeah. And that's super creepy. And that's... That's that. That's old boy. So hot, Lana. Huh? What do you think? I loved it. Old boy was fucking awesome. The ending of it really fucked me up. That was really, really out of left field. Chris said I reacted just the way he hoped that I would. Yeah. Could you do your dramatic reenactment for us, Chris? Yeah. It was, uh, <clears throat> so upon opening the photo album yeah huh oh 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 no is he is it is that what I think it is is that answer me is that what I think it is validate me and then I finally did yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was, thank you uh, Chris yeah no that was great that was pretty spot on too uh, no, Old Boy is awesome. Uh, if you like, I don't know, if you like movies, you should watch Old Boy. It's fucked. In the best way possible. I'm sorry, but I don't have another word for it. But man, it's uh, Old Boy something else. That's definitely a, a, within the personal top ten now. So yeah, lit all the way up. I don't know what else to say. Old boy was awesome. No complaints. True. True. Yeah. Old boy's real good. It's a, it's a shame. What do you think, Chris? It's a shame. It's (laughs) as hard as it is to see it in the States. Yeah, we had to hunt around for it. I had to take a seven-day trial subscription somewhere to find it. That's what Chris probably did, too, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely legitimately purchased this from an online retailer. Yeah, a retailer. But this is this is a real good movie. I think this is the third or fourth time I've watched it. It, uh... You should definitely go in cold, which is too late for you if this is where you're at hearing this advice. We told yeah. you when it started. We warned you. Yeah, but there's there's still stuff you can pick up on that you won't catch the second or third time through. Like uh, 
something I didn't notice until this time is at the end, as soon as he realizes what he did, he starts calling her Sweet Pea on the phone, which was the name he called her back when he was just a drunk salary man. Yeah. And it's just, it's shot real well. It is somehow like super realistic, but surreal all at the same time. It's nothing is it's over the top, but totally believable. Like the some of the stuff out of context sounds completely like it wouldn't play, but like the hypnotism stuff and all the other stuff that sounds goofy just works so well in the confines of the actual movie. Like if you were to just read a synopsis of this and not see it. I could totally understand if you're like hypnotism. What? That's I weird. barely knew him. Yeah. Hypnotism, sister banging. But I mean, it's got some of the 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 hallway scene just by itself. If you don't want to watch the whole movie, just get on YouTube and watch the hallway scene. Yeah. It's just it's so good. But yeah, this one hunt down by whatever means necessary if you haven't seen it yet. It's definitely worth the time. What do you say, Troy? Uh, yeah, this this movie's beautiful. Uh, it's very well shot, as you said. Uh, I also like that there's just enough comedy in there to kind of break things up, so it's not like overly oppressive the whole time. Like even like during some of the like the hallway scene, the hallway fight, there's a little bit of comedy here and there to just kind of it gets like slapsticky for like a second just to kind of give you that little release valve you need so that you're not just like freaked out the entire time and can't concentrate on what's going on. So, I mean, it, it's just a solid fucking movie from front to back. And the fact that it's only rated eight point something on IMDb, IMDb is a shame because this movie is basically a perfect 10 for me. So I would, uh, I highly recommend people watch it. So what are you watching next week, Chris? Pretty great. We are watching Stoker. <clears throat> As suggested to us by Dummy Act. No idea what this is. Me either. I'm hope, probably assuming it's a vampire movie of some kind. Well, yeah. Or it's about a guy who feeds fires. Yes. The fire feeder. But it's definitely not Stroker Ace, though. Stroke? Although, if Burt Reynolds was in Stoker, I would be okay with that. I wouldn't complain. Stroker. So what if other people want to recommend movies tentatively about vampires? How would they do that? Uh. Okay. (laughs) Or you could find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find a whole damn pile of information at slaughterhouseprincess.com. Such as our internet presences on Twitter and and Stitcher and Spotify and iHeartRadio and YouTube probably and I don't know the whole rest of the internet. It's also got information about our Discord store and Patreon. Slaughterhouseprincess.com nonsense that I say every time. Yeah, perfect. That's all of them. Oh, which reminds me, Chris, have you put safety towels up on the the store yet? No. To go with the science towels? I need to. You gotta have yeah. one for safety, one for science. That's what they say. Yep.
So come back next time for Stoker. And while their podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. The title of this episode should be, unfortunately, Brett is correct.